Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. I'm so glad that God has a word in season, a word that can inspire, challenge, and enable His people. And so I want you to stay tuned because I'm still talking about the anointing. In this message, I'll speak from the theme a cause for the anointed. The Spirit of God has spoken to me this week and brought to my attention something rather graphic, something rather urgent, if you please. This battle between David and Goliath was really a battle that was a cause for the anointed. The armies were there. Israel was there, poised, ready to engage, and were doing their best to engage. But they were not winning. <clears throat> but God had another plan. God was going to win the battle for them, but not by the source and the means they thought. And I want to say today that some battles that are going on in our world today will not be won by armaments, will not be won by military engagement, but they will be won because of the anointing. They will be won because the anointed would have played their roles. <clears throat> I want you to picture this as a cause for the anointed. Trouble in the world, a cause for the anointed. Everywhere we turn, there's need. Everywhere you turn, there's brokenness. But in the midst of it all, it is only a cause for the anointed. The anointing is God's method to not only engage armies and not only to fight battles between individuals, but it is a means by which we can experience that the ordinary can do the extraordinary. And because the natural can be made to do the supernatural because the anointing causes you to produce supernatural, amazing things. It can only happen by the anointing. In recent times, we have been stressing the doctrine and teachings on the anointing. It's, it's more than just possessing it. God would have us to operate in it. If you're anointed, you need to give God praise right now. You need to give God praise because the Bible clearly teaches that everyone 
that has ever been born again and filled with the Spirit, you have an anointing. Say it again. Everyone, everyone that's born again and filled with the Holy Spirit, you are anointed. I said you're anointed. I said you're anointed. Remember all that I've just aforesaid. I'm saying that the answer to the problems, to the ills, to the warfare in our world is not bigger and greater and more elaborate armaments, but the anointing individuals who will have that anointing of God so that they can produce the supernatural in the midst of efforts that are just natural. The Bible teaches it. And I'm affirming it today that the real answer is that the anointed will understand. What's this? That they were anointed for this. And so, you'll note in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. Now he which established us in Christ hath anointed us who hath also sealed us and given unto us the earnest of the Spirit and he has done it in our hearts. Let me, let me back up. I want you to get this. When you were established as a Christian, a part of your benefit was that you would be anointed. And not only that you would be anointed, watch this now, but that you would be sealed with it. Sealed. That means not only do we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, but wait a minute, but we are sealed. Oh my God. Oh my God. God anointed you, poured an anointing, poured it into you, and then sealed it. So that whatever you face, wherever you go, whatever you do, you got it. And you can look at situations and say, I'm, I, I, I'm anointed for this. And you can experience the fact that whatever you're facing, it's a cause for the anointing. The three points of this message, the battalion. Two, the baffled. And three, the battle. Stay tuned. You'll see how God is bringing us to fresh awareness of who we are in Him and what He has instilled in us. He has endowed us with the anointing. And if you have the anointing, wherever you go, you ought to make a difference. Stay tuned. You'll see. So then battalions. 
were gathered. In the first portion of this particular 17th chapter, you see they gathered together at Shocho. They gathered together and pitched at Asakai. And then they pitched in Ephesus, Damen. All of that is to simply say that they met in that region of Elah, where there was a mountain on one side and another mountain on that side, and there were there, there were two armies, one here, the Israelites, and the other one here, the Philistines. The Philistines were Israel's arch enemy. They were always at war, always fighting. Watch this now. But in between the two mountains, there is a valley. Eh. In between the two hostile mountains, there's a valley. Oh, God, that's where the anointing is. Because it's from that valley that David picked up some stones. From the valley, right there where you are, in your valley, you have access to what can make a difference. Stay with me. The battalions were arrayed. Battalion simply means large body of troops. Israelites and Philistines. They were arrayed for battle. And they're separated by mountains, by, by a valley, mountains on either side. We've got mountains of trouble here, mountains of trial there. Mountains of confusion here. Mountains of hostility here. But thanks be to God, in between, we got the valley. The valley represents the place where God can situate his anointing. One of my greatest privileges in my ministry is to discover the value of your very testimony. But more, the value of your presence in your presence. You're making a difference and don't even realize it. Just because you're there. Just because you're there. Now David, stay with me now, and Goliath were the two that really were fighting this battle. Because the armies had to stand back when David and Goliath began to war. There's a time when we need to know when to begin our warring. You have to be rather strategic, knowing when to say what you're feeling impressed to say, and knowing when to do what you believe you are obligated and have been assigned to do. It takes divine wisdom. God doesn't rush anything. 
I'll say it again because maybe you missed that. I say God doesn't rush at anything. Everything that is to be will be in his timing. And so from verses 1 down to 3, we see that the Philistine have a giant. His name is Goliath. And so John, uh, Goliath is introduced as he stands to declare in his imposing self hmm, over nine feet tall just a, just a tip of his spare weighed 18 pounds his, his feet were size 13 his chest oh my god when you, when you look at all of this 60 inches across here's a giant but those who are anointed don't run from giants they stand before giants and prove greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world and so you have to understand that this big giant he stands there and his shoe size is bigger than ours All of this is happening right before my eyes and yet somehow I know we're going to have to deal. Have you walked into a situation where just as you're walking in, you know I'm on assignment here. You feel it. Or you see the trends of certain things and you know that you're going to have to make a contribution to it to change the things around. Are you listening to me? When things look their worst, God sends his anointed. And the anointed are the ones who respond to a cause. So, the giant speaks and it strikes fear into Saul and his army. The Bible tells me that they were dismayed and greatly afraid verse 11 by the way if we just follow through you'll find it's 58 verses that encapsulates this whole scenario 58 verses and what you'll discover is that as they are being unraveled we begin to see that at the heart of it all, God was just moving things and maneuvering in things so that he might set it up for the anointing. I want to tell somebody right now, things have gotten worse. Yes, it's just a setup for the anointing. Things are getting somehow out of hand. But wait a minute, it's just a setup for the anointing. Here they are, they're at a standstill now because they're fear struck and they're not fighting. But here comes the giant. He said, send me out one man. 
and let he and I fight. And the one that wins, if he wins, I will be your servant. And if I win, you will be our servants. And he just repeated that for 40 days. Can you imagine? Before you go to sleep at night, he's out there saying it. Send me a man so we can fight. It's all there in the book. And then when he says, send me a man and we will fight the battle so the rest of the army doesn't have to get involved. <laughs> and then, you see how God operates? Sometimes God will have other people to leave the room so you can be figured in the room. Sometimes God will cut the number down so it's just two of you. But what you will do will affect everybody. Is somebody listening to me today? I'm saying all of that can happen when you understand the power, the importance of the anointing. Saul couldn't do it. He was king. And his, and his captain Abner couldn't do it because Saul had already been demoted. From being king because he disobeyed God. God told him in his last battle, he said, I want you to, I don't want you to bother anything. I want you to, I want you to destroy everything in the place. And he did not destroy. And when and when 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 the question was asked, did you destroy everything like I told you? Yes, Lord. But God said, Well, how come there's a pleading of the lambs in here? How these lambs look over what? Oh, yeah, they disobedient. God demoted him. And God said, I have turned from Saul, and now I'm going to get me another king, and he's going to come from Jesse's house. Guess who that was? It was David. And after all his brothers were disqualified, is there one more? Yes, David. He's out there in the field with the sheep. Bring him in. That's the one. Don't be surprised that God chose you to be anointed. Don't be surprised that God has his highest promotion for you because sometimes we can become so self-incriminating, so self-demoting that we can't believe that anybody would ever see anything of value in us. But I want to tell you this morning, there's value in you. And particularly when the anointing comes into your life. You need the anointed one. You need Jesus. If I say nothing else, after this word, because of the anointing and because the anointed has responded to a cause, all giants will fall. So be encouraged and celebrate, activate the anointing in you. So until next time, when I shall come to you with more biblical principles, for contemporary living. May God bless you and yours. Concepts